Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for another week of PITCO Happenings. This week we're going to hear a recap of the Board of Supervisors meeting that happened on Tuesday, and we'll also hear from Lisa Toot, the director of the Pennsylvania County Public Library. She'll talk to us about what it's been like leading the library through the pandemic. Vaccine distribution efforts are underway for our region. Pennsylvania County is not involved in the vaccine distribution process, but we are helping to spread the word about how this process works. Right now, Pennsylvania County and most of Virginia is in phase 1B of distribution. This means that those ages 65 and older and those with high-risk medical conditions, along with many essential and healthcare workers, are eligible to receive the vaccine. You can learn more about this at vdh.virginia.gov backslash covid-19-vaccine. Click on the Find Out Which Phase You Are Eligible For button to determine when you will be eligible to receive the vaccine. Pennsylvania County residents who are interested in signing up for a vaccine should contact the Pennsylvania Danville Health District at 434-766-9828. The Pennsylvania Danville Health District, along with the entire state and country, is dealing with extremely high demand for the vaccine, but very limited supply. Please be patient during this time. Don't forget that there are still opportunities for financial relief, grants, and technology. Small business assistance grants are available for Pennsylvania County businesses. As many as 20 small businesses are eligible to receive up to $15,000 each. You can learn more and apply at www.pennsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 599 backslash small dash business dash assistance dash grants. For those who are customers of the Pennsylvania County Service Authority, there is also relief from bills for those who are behind on their payments. Please visit the Public Works website at pennsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 611 backslash utility dash relief to learn more and apply. And to be clear, this is only for service authority customers, not other utility providers. Pennsylvania County has also provided $150,000 to Danville Community College to help Pennsylvania County residents. These funds were from the CARES Act and will be used to give free laptops to Pennsylvania County residents that attend Danville Community College. Please visit danville.edu to learn more. For today's fast fact, did you know that Pennsylvania County is in the process of improving recycling options at all of our convenience centers? Right now, only a few sites have limited recycling options. Within the next few months, almost every site will have recycling options for aluminum cans, newspapers, plastics, and cardboard. Pennsylvania County has made many improvements to the convenience centers and trash collection system in the past few years, and this is just the newest enhancement. The Pennsylvania County Board of Supervisors met in the newly renovated ECC Auditorium for the very first time on Tuesday. The videos of these meetings were live-streamed on our Facebook page and later added to our YouTube channel. The board had an economic development committee meeting, a service authority meeting, a work session, and a business meeting during the evening. During the work session, the board heard updates on the development of three new convenience centers. In the evening business meeting, the board made several impactful decisions. For one, the board adopted its 2021 legislative priorities. 
These are issues that the Board of Supervisors wants our local legislators to focus on and advocate for during the Virginia General Assembly. The list includes maintaining adequate funding for the school division, securing federal funding for the rehabilitation of two dams and the development of a new jail, and maintaining Second Amendment rights and Virginia's right-to-work status. The board also passed a resolution in support of naming the Chatham South Bridge after the late Clyde L. Banks Sr., who died in 2008. Mr. Banks was a county native, businessman, and civil rights activist who was very involved in the NAACP. He advocated for things like the integration of schools, equal pay for black and white teachers, and for African Americans to be eligible to be sheriff's deputies. Here is what Dr. Charles Miller, the supervisor for the Bannister District, who pushed this initiative forward, had to say during Tuesday's meeting. The unanimous resolution will be passed on to the Commonwealth Transportation Board. I am a lifelong resident of Pennsylvania County, originally from a suburb of Gretna called Mount Airy. And I have seen Board of Supervisors all of my life. And I would like to say that in this first term of being a part of the Board of Supervisors, I would like everybody under the sound of my voice to know that I absolutely honor and appreciate the men who serve on this board with me. And there has never been an instance in which the Pennsylvania County Board of Supervisors has shown its courtesy, its love, and its respect for the African-American community in Pennsylvania County right. like they have tonight in its vote. And not only the board, I would like to speak in reference to our county administrator and our county attorney, because everybody has worked diligently and positively to help bring this historical night to fruition. For today's show, I'm joined by Lisa Toot, the director of the Pennsylvania County Public Library. The Pennsylvania County Library has four branches located in Chatham, Mount Hermon, Brosville, and Gretna. In addition to books, the library offers a wide range of services, many of which are online and can be found at pcplib.org. Lisa, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. So to start, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the Pennsylvania County Library. Sure. Uh, I moved to Pennsylvania County in 2001. We, my husband and I bought a farm down here in 1996 while we were both still working for the U.S. Senate. Um, and I continued to work for Senator Byrd of West Virginia until 2010 when he died. I joined the library as a part-time circulation clerk in 2012 and then was the branch manager down in Brosville and got my master's in library studies um, in 2016 and became the director in 2016. So it's been a lot of fun. I, my mother was a librarian. I've 
I've worked some in libraries in the past as a student, so it's it's definitely a second love. You just give me a high-level overview of some of the services that the library offers. I know when most people think of the library, they think books, but I know that's that's not all there is to it. So So talk to me about what else you guys offer. For people who haven't been in a library in a long time um, and think only of books, it still surprises me that people who come in and don't realize that we have thousands of DVDs that you can check out and we have thousands of audiobooks that you can check out. Um, and we have, of course, newspapers and magazines, so you can keep up with local news. But we also do faxing. And we have a, it's a scan to email fax system now, so very high quality, uh, low cost that we do. We are looking to introduce later this spring um, notary services at some of our branches. Don't have them yet, but we're getting people set up to do that. Uh, We do, we have high quality printers uh, and copiers at every branch, so we can scan materials to a flash drive for you, or you can scan them to a flash drive. Um, You can make your copies. You can print from our computers. We have public access computers and and high-speed internet at all of our branches. I would imagine that leading the Pennsylvania County Libraries through this pandemic has been one of the biggest challenges you've faced. All of the guidance and guidelines we've gotten have involved limiting public gatherings and increasing space between people. But libraries are very public and open spaces. So what has that been like trying to navigate the library through the past 10 months? It's been very hard because that is absolutely antithetical to libraries, which are open to everybody, want to help everybody, um, to give people things that are useful to them. So having to not have groups of people, to not have children here for story times is difficult for us. and it's we but we take it very seriously keeping our patrons safe we don't want the library to be a a, a node of infection in the county so we've really started early on with uh, cleaning and putting things away and regretfully not having groups of people meeting in the library that kind of thing I know that when you guys have been open to the public there have been lots of different restrictions like face masks and social social distancing but there have also been times when you were close to the public. In fact, early from early December until today, January 25th, you all were close to the public. So how have you had to adapt to provide service when people aren't physically allowed into your doors? Right. The, the easiest way at, that lots of libraries have been doing, as we have, is curbside service. So we've always had our catalog of books has been available online. And we've encouraged people then to to use that. And we've actually done some videos to show people how to do that and place holds. And then we put them out front. When the when somebody calls and says, I'm here, we check the book, their books and DVDs out to them and then take them, set them on a table outside. They can pick them up and, and take them home, watch them, bring them back. Um, we also do that over the phone. So if you aren't comfortable or you don't have the computer access at home, you can call the library. And if you know what book you want or movie you want, we'll check for you and see if it's available. Or if you just have a, I'm home, I need some reading materials, and I like this kind of book, we do our best to pull a selection for you of movies or books or audio books, check them out to you so that you can take them home. And if you don't like them, you know, you bring them back. It doesn't cost you anything. 
So it, it's worked and it is something that we will continue to do for those patrons who well after the pandemic can't come in for whatever reason. And you're talking about curbside pickup as a service that you imagine remaining in place even after the pandemic um, and something that, that could happen for years to come. So what other changes do you see or, or adjusted services do you see the library having that will outlive the pandemic? And when we were no longer able to have people coming, especially in groups for story times and that sort of thing, um, when we reopened in the spring, we started doing video programs, virtual programs. And while it was definitely a steep learning curve, because it's not something that we had done, I think uh, there are aspects of virtual programs that we will continue. We've done some informational videos about how to do things at the library, how to use the catalog. And I think we now have the technology and we have the experience that we will do more of those. And I think those will be helpful to people even after the pandemic. We may do some virtual programs um, after the pandemic. It's hard that they take so much more time that it's hard to do those once people are back in the building and we're doing in-person programming, which, you know, is kind of where our wheelhouse. But I think you'll see some of that continue into the future. We're also installing book lockers at all of our branches so that even after the pandemic, if you have put books on hold and can't pick them up while the library is open, we can check them out and put them in the book locker and you can access it late at night, early in the morning, over the weekend when we're not open and get your books and materials read them, watch them, and then return them in the book drops. So I think that's been a, a nice addition to our regular services. Um, so I think we've done a lot of things that I hope have been helpful. And some things we've learned, I think we will be continuing to do into the future. Lisa, I really appreciate you being here with us today. And don't forget, listeners, all branches of the library are now open for business as of today, Monday, January 25th. Masks must be worn inside, and social distancing guidelines are in place. But head on out to pick up some books or to use the computers. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.